I, you know, obviously we were pretty efficient offensively when we didn't turn it over and Ben got us off to a good start and then we kind of puttered around and, and, uh, but played a, a pretty good second half. So, uh, and our, our, our defense was pretty good except we just fouled so much. So, uh, uh, I thought it was a pretty good effort. Todd Lebo, Sports Radio 810. Coach, everyone's looking forward to this game tomorrow. The Iowa State guys were looking forward to playing you guys. Some of the players talking about payback for a couple of close losses. What do you expect tomorrow out of this game against Iowa State? Well, I think it'll be a terrific basketball game. You know, they're good, and, and they can stretch it from all five spots. And, you know, it's a hard matchup for us in a lot of ways because, it, you know, it gets Jeff away from the basket, you know, defensively, and that's where he's so good is protecting the realm. So, uh, you know, you're right. We've had, we've had two classic games with them this year. That the two games may be the two best games, ex most exciting games played in our league this year just about. I mean, there, there's been some other great games, but they've both been classics, and we've been fortunate both games. But, but, uh, but we've also had some players step up and make some plays too. And, 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 uh, but, you know, they're, they're very capable of beating anybody, and we know we're going to have to play very, very well. And, you know, we look forward to the challenge. On the front. Doug Tucker, the Associated Press. Bill, in light of the controversy, you know, your last game at Iowa State and the fact that the conference office even made a public statement about it, are you concerned that the officials tomorrow might be inclined to try to go the extra mile to make sure that Iowa State doesn't have any complaints? You know, I, I, uh, I hadn't thought about that because the officials are pros. I mean, I mean they're pros, and, and that, that won't even register and if officials mind, if it does, then they're not a pro. I mean, uh, but we got good guys calling the games. We had good guys calling the game in Ames, and, and you know, I'm not going to make light of. We benefited from a from a no call late, but you know, there's a lot of calls during the course of a game. There's not just uh, 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 the calls that that are at the very end of a game that 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 can affect it. But there's a lot of calls during the course of a game, and, and we benefited and it, and it created interest and controversy and attention and things like that. But if, 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 in fact, uh, uh, it would play out the way that you asked the question, then, then, uh, uh, then I would say that our, our league wouldn't be anywhere close to what it is. I mean, it, that, that won't even register in anybody's mind, I don't believe, going forward. It, great officials, two good teams, should be a lot of fun. Okay, left side aisle. David Smale, Sports Exchange. Coach, just talk about the run at the end of the first half and start of the second half that opened up a close game and yeah. pretty much let you coast. Well, we, we started the game great, and we ended the first half really well, even though it was a, a modest 5-0 run. But it was one of those deals, 29-25, I think, with the under-four timeout. And then we ended up in, finishing the half right to get it to nine. And, and then, of course, uh, uh, I think it was Jeff's only two – only points of the half was the last five we scored, if I'm not mistaken. And, and then the second half, we came out and we played very well. Uh, uh, ben, both halves got us off to a great start. Uh, but the big thing we have to do defensively, we got to play without fouling. We just fouled way too much second half. I mean, I think with about six minutes left, they had two field goals, but they'd made 16 free throws or whatever. So we got to do a better job of that. Okay, let's go to the right toward the middle. Shane, you're in Cake TV, coach. Is Iowa State even more dangerous because they come into this tournament as one of the preeminent bubble teams? The uh, they're not a bubble team. And I don't even think that Fred could sell to his team that they're a bubble team for motivation. Uh, uh, they're in the tournament. Uh, and, and I also believe that 
he doesn't need to try real hard to motivate his team, just like I hope I don't have to try real hard to motivate mine. So uh, uh, it'll be two NCAA tournament teams hooking up and playing tomorrow. Again on the right. Bill, Tim Griffin with San Antonio Express News. Talk about the teaching points you got coming out of uh, Waco as you got ready for the tournament. And what do you think that was good for the team to, to have those tough practices? Well, I, I don't think it's – I'd rather learn through winning than learn through losing. Uh, but if you're going to lose, you might as well learn. And, and, and uh, you know, we've been on a, a, a pretty good roll, you know, winning seven in a row and playing some of our better ball during conference play during that stretch. And, and, and I don't know if I agree with Jeff. I don't think we came out flat. I think we came out just off a little bit, and I thought Baylor was really on. And, you know, it's a, it's a 30-28 game. It's a six-point game with six minutes left. And, you know, there would be a lot of times that when Baylor's playing really well that we'd have to play pretty well for it to be a six-point game with six minutes left. And, and we didn't do that. But, uh, uh, but we just closed the game miserably and never, had it, never put ourselves in a chance to win. So there were some things to learn because the biggest thing that you can learn is there's no more safety nets. It's just like the seniors playing. I mean, there's no safety net. You're on a, you're on a tight rope, and there's no net to catch anymore because there's not a next year. And the sophomores and freshmen and juniors, there is a next year. So that's the same way with the NCAA tournament and postseason. There's no safety net. So there needs to be some pressures like that to, uh, to get your team to perform well. And, and um, you know, that may have helped us a little bit. I really don't know. It, jury's still out. We'll see what happens moving forward. have time for one last question for Coach in the back on the right. Danny Parkins, 6'10", here in Kansas City. Ben McLemore's, the number of shots he's taken, his aggressiveness has kind of been a storyline all year. Obviously came out very aggressive tonight. Is there anything that you've done or talked to him about, about as like a, he's clearly such a talented player, that the type of skill that could carry you through a tournament if he is aggressive for no, whole games? I, I don't talk to Ben like that. Like, you know, I, I guess in baseball you can have a cleanup hitter that can carry a team during a, during a stretch or something like that. I haven't, I haven't approached Ben like that. I know he's capable of getting 20 or 25 any night. He knows he's capable of doing that. But the biggest thing that, that he's got to do is put himself in a position to shoot the basketball or to drive it if they crowd him. And, and practice or, or in recent games or whatnot, he has done that. So uh, really since the Iowa State game up there, he didn't put himself in the game at, at Iowa State as well. And I think he only had seven points. So that's something that I know that – we have to look at that tape and, 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 and show him how he can be more aggressive and how they want to defend him.